The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Today's stuff is being studied. because the change in the animal is considered a shinui, uh, and it's a type of shinui that we're going to see. That's not choser, as the Gemara will point out. And therefore, shinui is koneh, therefore the gazlan is koneh, the even and koneh the behemai, just has to pay kish'at ha-gezela. Rabbi Meir Omer, ba'avadim, Omer, lo hares shilcha lefanecha. Rabbi Meir says, when it comes to avadim, you just say, even though it was his kina, you say, here it is, take, take what it is, according to what it is now. Because he holds that Evit Kanani is like Karka. And just like Karka, you cannot steal. Karka and an Exedit. Evit Kanani is not an Exedit. So he never stole it, Bechlal. So therefore, it's not Pshat Yishinu Yizkone. Shinu is only Kone by a Gazlan. But it's not a Gezit. Therefore, you give it him as is. That's Shita of Rabbi Meir. Okay, comes the Gemara and continues. Mishta. Gazal Matbeya, you stole a coin. Vinisdak. And it... Uh, it cracked. Okay, that's a shinui, obviously. Perot ve'erkibu. Stole fruit and they became spoiled, deteriorated. Yayin ve'chmitz. You stole wine and it became vinegar. Mishalem kish'at gezela. Again, this is a shinui. You will connect the item. You just have to pay according to the time of the theft. Matbeya ve'nefsal. You stole a coin and the coin uh, was nefsal, meaning they took it out of the mint. They stopped using the coin in the currency. Teruma ve'netmet. Teruma and it became Tameh, Hametz, Ve'avar Lava Pesach. Hametz, and the Pesach passed it, which we know Hametz, Ve'avar Lava Pesach, Asur Ba'ana'a. Be'ema, Ve'nit'avda Ba'avera. A Be'ema, Na'avera was done to it. Either it was, uh, went with a man, which is Asur, it was a Nirba'at, which becomes, uh, so you have to kill the animal. Or let's say it was worshipped for Avodah uh, Zarah. Oshir Ifselah Me'al Gabi'a Mizbeyah. Or the animal became, let's say, a ba'almum, and therefore was not ra'ui uh, uh, to be put on a mizbeah as a korban. We're talking about a mum over here, she says that's not nikar. Let's say in the eye or something, where it's not noticeable. Or shaitai yotz'ah l'sakil. Or, because it was now uh, going out to be uh, stoned. Okay? For example, let's say it killed somebody. So therefore the animal now is destined to be stoned. Uh, so the deen is, in all these cases, Omer lo, In all these cases over here, he gives it back as is. The logic is, 
Because this is all a hezek she'enu nikar. All these type of damages are damages, but they're not noticeable. For example, like the classic. Hametz ba'avar alav pesa. You can't tell anything happened to the hametz. Just time uh, passed on it, but the hametz itself looks the same. The animal itself now is hayaf sekila, but the other thing intrinsically in the animal itself changed. You're right, it's a hezek, but it's not nikar. Therefore, you pay back as is. You do not have to pay back um, uh, according to the time of the gezela. Um, even an animal that became unfit for a korban. And the chawra, you caused the guy damage. His animal was not away for a korban. That's not away for a korban anymore. So that she points out, um, Because not every animal is fit to go onto the mizbeach, to start off with. So you can't say, now you took my animal and you made a mum on it, and now it's not the way to who said not, not, not every animal to start off with is, uh, is ra'ui uh, And therefore, since rov behemot are not ra'ui for the for whatever reason, so therefore you cannot consider that a damage as well. So basically the last uh, dinim in the Mishnah is all going according to the shita that says, Hezek she'en onikar, hezek. Therefore you pay back according to what it is now. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar papa. No iskina, iskina mamash. When it says the Gemara, it says the Mishnah. That the animal became aged, it doesn't mean mamash, old. Ela afilu kahasha. Means even if it became weak. Ve'anan, hiskina tenan. What do you mean? It says in the Mishnah, hiskina. So it says, kahasha kigon hiskina delo hadar. Baria. Which means it's a type of kihisha, uh, a type of weakness that is like old age. Just like old age cannot be reverted, so to this type of kahasha is a type of uh, weakness that cannot be reverted. For example, if the animal got sick to some sort, and it'll never get back to its original strength. That's a shinui already. That's a shinui, the ganav gazal is koneh, and if he pays kish'at, ha'gezela. So his kina is not It means kahasha ke'en his kina, meaning it's an irreversible type of damage. Amalem mor kishisha, pered rav chazda le rav ashe. Mor kishisha. The son of Rav Chazda told Rav Asheh, This is what I learned in the name, this is what they say in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, Afilu ganav taleh, the na'asa ayil, egel, the na'asa shor, na'asa shinui biyado, the kena'ot, abach o machar, shiloh tobayach, shiloh mochir. He said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan, that even if you're still an animal, and it just matures by itself, you're still an egel, and it becomes a shor, happen by itself. That's considered a shinui. Therefore, it's koneh b'shinui. Therefore, if he slaughters it or he sells it, shelo tovayach shelo mochet. If he only has to pay according to the time of the gezayin, he said this in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Amar leh lav amina lach. Didn't I tell you? Lo tachalif gabre. Don't switch the names of the rabbis. Ha'u mishemed Rabbi Elah itmar. That was said in the name of Rabbi Elah. Not Rabbi Yohanan. Kemal is telling us the story to show us how accurate Tachamim were when they would quote statements that stand, they wouldn't just say the name. If the name was wrong, the rabbis would hold them uh, to the test. And then I tell you always, quote the rabbi's name correctly. Rabbi Meir Omer, Ba'abadim Omer lo shilcha lefanecha. Rabbi Meir said that when it comes to Avadim, you come along and say Ares shilcha lefanecha, because you know, Avadim is like Karka, and if it's just like you can't steal Karka, you can't steal Avadim, so if, even though the Avadim became his kinu, doesn't matter. So it's not considered a gizela that you koneh b'shinu. Therefore, you return it to him as is. Amar Rav Hanina Bar Avdimi. Amar Rav Halacha Kerebimi Ir. Interesting. Rav was posek Kerebimi Neged Tanakama. 
Because Tana Kama held, Avadim can be stolen. They're not like Karka. They're like Metaltalin. Strange that a Rav would posek like Dal Shahid. I'm going to ask that question. Rav, Shabik Rabbanan, Da'abat Kabir Meir? Rav leaves the opinion of the rabbis as posek like Rabbi Meir? Amre Mishum de Baraita Ipcha Tanya. Oh, because he had a Baraita that had the Shitot reversed. Which is in, he had another Baraita. And the Baraita had the rabbis' opinion as saying that an Evid is like Karka. So therefore, he posek like Rabbi Meir of our Mishnah, who's like the Rabbanan of the Braita. So therefore, he's following the Rabbanan of the Braita, which is now like Rabbi Meir of the Mishnah. Verav shabik matitin What do you mean? You take a, a Rabbanan of a Braita against the Rabbanan of our Mishnah, which means a Braita is more a Mishnah is more uh, genuine, let's say, uh, than a Braita. So what are you taking the Rabbanan of the Braita against the Rabbanan of the Mishnah? Rav says, Rav also had a reverse in the Mishnah, which means the Mishnah also, he had the Shitot uh, reversed, and therefore uh, both the Mishnah and both the Braita have the uh, Shita uh, the other way. And I think Rav has to explain what that means uh, exactly, that it was the other way. But we will uh, we will wait for the Gemara to explain that. Comes the Gemara and says, "Umai tahame derav da apik matniti mekame baraita adraba nipuk le baraita mekame matniti." Why did Rav switch the Mishnah to coincide with the Braita? Adraba switch the Braita to coincide with the Mishnah. Amre Rav namim matniti ipcha atniyeh. No, that's how we learned the Mishnah. He didn't switch anything. The Mishnah, that's his tradition was, that it's reversed. And therefore, the Iba, another answer, Iba etema, kilo apichada mekamehada. You're right. You don't switch a Mishnah if it's one against one. If it's a Mishnah against the Braita, you leave the Mishnah as is. However, hada mekemetarte apich. But if it's one against two, if I have two sources that have it reversed, then already I could switch the Mishnah to coincide with the two Braito. So Gebrah says, Detanya, because we have a Braita, Mahalif Parabahamor. What's the case over here? You're making Kenyan Halipin. What's the situation over there? The Ba'ala Para is Moshech the Hamor. So when he's Moshech the Hamor, so his Para automatically, through Kenyan Halipin, goes to the, to the other guy. Again, he's Moshech the Para, and the Hamor transfers. What happened over here? Which means the para gave birth. But you don't know when the para gave birth. Did it give birth before the halipin? Therefore, the seller owns it. Or did it give birth after the halipin and the buyer owns it? The safek is on when the para gave birth. So again, we didn't say the mahlif, para b'chamor v'yalda. Or similarly... It's time you're selling a shifha. Shifha's nicked is nicked by Kesef. That's why you give a case of Kesef. And what? Vialda. And it gave birth. It gave birth to an Evid. You don't know when it was born. So now we give some dinim over here. Ze Omer Bereshuti Yalda Vehalash Shotek. One of the guys says, I'm certain it was, it was in my, under my uh, jurisdiction. And the guy keeps quiet. Well, that's a classic case of a Bari and a Shema. One guy is saying for sure. One guy is keeping quiet. So the Bari, of course, wins. And therefore you give it to him. Zachaba, he's okay. Ze omer eni yodaya, ve ze omer eni yodaya. Yachloku. They both say, I don't know, 
where the animal was born. I don't know where the Shibcha was born. That's the famous case of Mamon Amutab Sefeq. Yeah, local. Yeah, Mamon, you don't know uh, who it belongs to. So you split it. You split the, uh, you split it. Or you sell it and you split the money. Or, yeah, we give it to one and the other one compensates. Ze'omer b'shuti ve'ze'omer b'shuti. Oh, and the third case. Each guy says, no, it was born in my reshut, it was born in my reshut. Yishava mocher shebirshuto yalda. So the seller has to make a shivua over here. Let's review a law. There's a law called modibim eksata ta'ana. What's modibim eksata ta'ana? If I admit, uh, you come along and say, uh, you owe me 10,000. I said, I owe you 5,000. So I'm being modeh b'miksat. I say I owe you 5,000, now I have to make a shivu'ah that I don't owe the other five. The one that's modeh b'miksat, the Torah makes him make a shivu'ah. In this case over here, the guy that made the halipin, he's admitting and saying, listen, I have no question I owe you the hamor. Which means I owe you something, but I don't owe you, or I owe you the para, let's say. But I don't owe you the child. That's what he's really saying. He's being modeh b'miksat. While the para is yours, but the child belongs to me. So the one, that's the seller. So the Modeb Miksat has to make the Shivu'ah. And the Gemara says, Shekod Nishba'in Shibat Torah, Nishba'in Velo Mishalmin. And the law is, once he makes the Shivu'ah, he's off the hook. The one that makes the Shivu'ah is Patu. Therefore he says, I swear that uh, it was born in my Rishut. He only gives him the para and he keeps the Valad. Kola Nishba'in, the one that makes the Shivu'ah is the one that is Patu. Devre Rabbi Mir. Anyway, that's the Shita of Oh, so Hakamim come along and say, what? You don't make a shivua not on Abadim and not on Karakot. So the rabbis of this Braita are the Shita that holds what? Abadim are like Karkaot. Whereas the Bimi'ir of this Braita is saying, that no, one of the cases was Abadim. And you're making a shivua So they don't compare Abadim to Karka. Oh, so therefore, back to the B. The B found two braitot that have it reversed. Which means, we have two braitot that put the bimi'ir as the shita that says what? That avadim are not like karka. Okay, so once already he had two braitot like that, he switched to Mishnah as well, and said that avadim are not like karka. So basically we have now three sources, according to Rav, that say the Bimir says Abadim are not like Karka. But now the question then is, still, what did he say like Akhir Bimir then? Halakha should still follow the banan. I don't know, so you switch thought, you switch the Mishnah, you switch to Braito like that. Still, why are you being posek like the Bimir? Gibraltar's next question. Gibraltar says, Haya Lakhir Bimir, Halakhir Banan Bivaile. What are you talking Okay, fine. Halakha still should be like Rabbanan, meaning that what? Go to your new version. That Abadim are like Karka, and therefore when you're still in Eved, you can just say Areshilcha Lefanecha. Why did Rab say Halakha Ke Rabbi Miri Shulzakek Rabbanan? He did that. Hachi Kaamar Lemaida Afchitu Vetanitu Halakha Ke Rabbi Miri. According to you, that have a different Girsa, the Halakha will be like Rabbi Miri. But according to my Girsa, that switches the Kerem, I go like Rabbanan. Meaning, according to the, the text that we have in our Mishnah that has the Bimi'ir as saying that Abadim are like Karka. So yeah, uh, according to the text that you switch, I don't have that text that you have. Yeah, But according to my text, he was saying according to the text that we have. But in the Khram he had a different text. And if we really holds like a banan, and therefore Abadim are like Karka, and that's the Shita of 
the bimir indeed comes the Gemara and says umi amar rav avdak mekar kaedame. Did he say that? Did Rav indeed say that Eved is like Karka? Why not? Ve'amar Rav Daniel Barakatina Amar Rav Hatukif Be'avdo Shel Havero What did he do? He grabbed his friends Eved Tukif Mahzik He grabbed it He seized it Ve'asabo Melacha and he worked it. He used the guy's Eved. Patur. He is indeed Patur from paying rent. You're not going to pay the rent even. He used the guy's Eved. Oh. And if you hold that an Eved is like Karka, am I Patur? Why are you Patur? It's still in the possession of... Of the owner, karka cannot be stolen. What exactly is this question? To understand what the Gemara is asking, we have to go back to what we learned on yesterday's daf that said, remember a guy stole a shor, and he used it. Okay? So we have a, uh, a law that says, if a gazlan used somebody else's item, and uh, he got benefits, for example, he plowed his field and things like that, he does not have to pay for the value of the field that became Meshubah. Right? He just has to pay back the Gezela itself. Okay, what's the logic? Because whenever you steal something, there's something called Kinyane Gezela. Kinyane Gezela means you koneh the item for certain things. I'm koneh in the sense I'm responsible to return the item back. But on the Nevahim, I'm not responsible. Similarly, in this case over here, if you say that what that an Eved is not like Karka, so therefore, I'm Koneh the Eved, good, I'm Koneh the Eved, with Kinyane Gezela, and therefore I don't have to pay for the work that I used, I just have to pay back the Eved. But if you say Kar, it's like Karka, and therefore it's not Nixelet, if you don't have such a thing as Kinyane Gezela over here, which means the thing is not Nixelet, therefore I took somebody else's item, therefore the Chaurah, I have to compensate the, uh, 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 the, 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 the person, that who I took it from, not I stole it from, who I took it from, for the services that I use the Eved. Again, understand the question. If I'm a Gazlan, there's Kinyane Gezela. Kinyane Gezela tells me what? I'm Kone the Eved. Therefore, I don't have to pay for what I use the Eved for. I got to pay back the Eved. Mashiach, if you say I didn't steal it, so therefore, I just, I, I'm not a Gazan. So I just took an item, and I used somebody else's items, and so I have to pay back for the services that were rendered. So comes the Gemara's ask the question. The Gemara's question is, Raf, you say that Eved is like Karka? Then why do you make him, uh, why do you say that you don't have to pay? Why did you say, Atokef, Abdosh, Haverov, Patur? Why patur? This is the one who said, If you like karka, am I patur? It's still in the shoot of the original owner. We have to pay for the services, for the usage. We're talking about a case where really you would have to pay. But you took it at a time where he would not have been working for the master anyway. So therefore, it's nothing out of the pocket of the guy you took it from. He wasn't working for him at that time anyway. He doesn't use him at that time. And therefore, it's like, This guy's benefiting and this guy's not losing out. And therefore, the Gemara says, top line, 
בשעה שאין לו רגיל לעשות מלאכה, או שאין עכשיו לבעליו מלאכה, so there's no work for him to do. וזה נהנה וזה אין חסר. לא זה נהנה וזה לא חסר, is indeed פטור. אבל אין לך למה. If he would have taken him at a time where, let's say, he took from the time of the work, he would have to compensate him for the work. He just took him at a time where there was no מלאכה being done. A guy lives in his friend's chatzer without telling him. He moves into his friend's backyard and he's living there. Do you have to pay him rent or not? You don't got to pay him rent. Why? Because the guy wasn't renting it out anyway. So he's not losing out. So similarly over here also. So I used the guy's effort. He wasn't using it anyway. So therefore, Is that a fair analogy? According to the opinion that says, it's always better when a house is settled than not settled. So the guy's benefiting, even though he's not paying your rent, but he fixes things for you, he's living in the house. Always a house that's being lived in is better. Okay, so therefore you don't got to pay him. Or quite the opinion that says that the Shedim only come into desolate places. But in places that are lived, being lived in, the Shedim don't come. So the guy's happy, okay, he's not paying me any money, but at least he's there. It saved me from the Shedim. Either opinion, look at that It's always better to have a house that has dwellings in it. It's always doing fixing for you. So he'll fix it for you, it's better. Or, the name of the shed is called Sha'eha. It breaks the gates of the house. So therefore the guy's happy because he has somebody living in the house therefore the Shedim are not going to attack. However, Oh, exactly like you said. Is the guy happy that he's weakening in his, his evid? So, you're right, I don't need him to work right now. But bottom line now, when you return him to me, the guy's all fatigued. Uh, it's not a fair example. Because my evid got uh, tired now. You weakened him. Kavarah says, He's happy. You know why he's happy? Because he doesn't want his evid to learn batala. He wants his evid to get spoiled. Good, let him always work. I don't want to learn to become a lazy bum. Therefore, good, you took him, you used him? Good, let him know that. So therefore, you see that And therefore, Rav holds that Evid is like Karka. And therefore, just like Karka is not exilient, Evid is not exilient as well. Be Rav Yosef Bar Hama Havu Takif Avde De Inche De Masik Behu Zuze Ve Avde Behu Melacha what happened? The house of Rabbi Yosef, they used to seize avadim of people that owed Rabbi Yosef money. And uh, they used to use them for their work. And Rabbi Yosef was owed money, so what did he do? When he seized the avid, he works it for the day, and uh, that's it. He pays himself back. So Rabbi, the son of Rabbi Yosef, he questioned his father's practice. He said to his father, What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Because he told him like this. Rav Nachman said, 
an Eved is not worth the bread that you feed him. What does that mean? Uh, let's read... Uh, which means... Uh, the melacha that he does in the course of a day is less valued than the food that you feed him. And therefore, um, he says, I'm not causing any loss to the, to the master. Because they don't work enough to pay for the amount that you're feeding them. So therefore, he's not, not losing anything. Oh, so eh? So therefore, he says, Adraba. I'm doing him. Uh, I'm doing him good. I'm working him. So therefore, he's going to do more work. Amaleh. So Ravat tells his father, Yeah. What, that was a, what type of slave was I talking about? That was about a slave like Daru, uh, the slave that used to dance and make netzanut in the marketplaces. That we didn't do too much work. So he he wasn't worth the food that you were feeding him. Kulu but all other slaves, they work. And therefore, uh, their avodah is worth more than the food. Good. So therefore, you're being mafsidaev the adon. Let him go work for the adon. Which means, Rabbi Yosef was saying, what do you mean? I'm feeding him. And... Uh, I'm taking care of them anyway. They don't work as much as uh, as you feed them, and if I'm not losing anything from the uh, adon, he says, "No, you are." So goes Amale. So he gave him another reason why he's uh, okay. It doesn't like this. Good. Amale anakrab Daniel Svira. No, I hold like Daniel. Another reason why I'm doing it. Because didn't have Daniel teach us that you can take your friend's Ebed, and the friend's going to be okay with it, because he doesn't want his Ebed uh, to be a Batlan. So therefore, that's what I'm relying on. So his son answered him, that's only in a case where the guy doesn't owe you money. More since the guy owes you money, It looks like interest. It looks like now you're getting back not only your money eventually, but you're getting your money back plus services from the Ayyavid. When did Daniel say you can take a guy's Ayyavid and use it if he's not using it? Stop, you have no connection to the guy. But if you owe, if the guy owes you money, now to take it back, that already looks like an extra hana'ah that the love is giving the malveh, and therefore it looks like the beat. Even though we learned just now, if you live in your friend's backyard in his field, in his khatsi, you don't have to pay him uh, rent. That's only talking about where you have no connection with him. However, hilvahu, but. If let's say you lent him money, because, and it looks like you're giving him a favor, which means he lent you money, so now you're going to give him the money back plus free rent in the chaser, no good. 
So therefore, Asiyat Melacha with other Abadim looks like a repeat situation. That, that's why it's a problem. That's what Rabba told Rabbi Yosef. You know what the Gemara says? Amale Hadribi. I retract. You are correct. Hear that? He told me you're right. But we have a statement. You took your friend's boat. You seized your friend's boat. And you did melacha with it. Amarav, so Rav said. Ratsa sechara notel. Ratsa pechata notel. Whatever you want, you can take. You want to take uh, rent? How long would you know, how much would it take to rent a boat like this? You could ask the guy for the rent. Or if let's say the boat depreciated as a result of the work for the kilkul, you could take that. Either or whichever one is worse. Whichever is more expensive, the guy that got his boat stolen can ask the Gatlan, either pay me for depreciation or pay me for rent. He says, No, you can only ask uh, for the uh, depreciation. Now, in order to understand this over here, uh, we need to understand this uh, case over here. Rav, Rav is saying, well, you can take whatever you want. Rav holds like this. The owner of the Sifina has a choice to look at it either as a renter or a gazlan. And therefore, whatever is a bigger damage, you look at him as a thief. So therefore, pay me for the depreciation. You look at him as a renter, pay me for the rent of the, of the boat. Whichever one you want to look at him is, that's the way that says you're able to, uh, to look. Shemuel comes along and says, no, it's ma'asek izela. Guy takes somebody else's boat without asking, that's a gazlan. And therefore, you can't ask for the mischinut. You can't ask for rental. Because bottom line, when the gazan takes it, he has kinyane gezera. Therefore, he can only ask to pay back for the, what it was worth at the time... Uh, that he so, so, took it, and then he has to pay for the depreciation. Good. Amara papa lo peligi. Oh, the papa says you should know something. Rav and Shimon are really not arguing. How? Had avida le agra, had lo avida le agera. It depends. Which means that which Rav said you can ask for the rent. That's talking about where the boat is usually rented. It's usually a rental, this boat. So in such a case of it, the guy took it on not to pay the rental fee. And therefore, he's have to pay. If that's the higher price, then Rav will say he has to pay. Now, but since he took it without asking, so you could also judge him like a gazlan. And therefore, if the depreciation is worse, Rav will say, we're looking at it as a gazlan. However, when a sifina is not all meant to be rented, then you only look at it like a gizela, and that's what Shemuel says, you just pay for the depreciation. So it depends what the case, then we'll talk about two different cases. Both cases are talking where the boat is for rent. The guy gets rent. And one case is talking where the guy took it with that intention. The boat stands for rent, the guy gets usually rent, and the kavanah, the guy was, when he took it, was to rent it. Oh, so in that case over there, well, you can ask for the rent. But then again, since you didn't ask permission, 
you could look at him as a gazlan. That's the way Rav said. But the case of Shemuel's tongue, we actually took it for the purpose of gazlan. Even though he normally rents it, his kavanah was to be a gazlan. Therefore, you have to pay for the depreciation. Gazal matbeya v'nizdak. So what do we say? It's totally a coin. And it cracked. Very good. So you coin the coin, and now you got to pay at the time of the theft. However, if you stole the coin and it became pasul, meaning out of circulation to a certain degree, so you can just say, When it says nizdak, it means it cracked. Mamash, it cracked. Therefore, the goof of the matbeya itself changed, therefore you konebishinui, and therefore he just has to pay back according to what it was at the time of the geneva. Nifsal, oh, what does nifsal mean? Pesalato malchut. That means the government announced that they're taking this coin out of circulation, and therefore it's not uh, usable in the shuk. You cannot use it for anything. Oh, in this case over here, He's able to tell him why, even though big shinui, but it's a shinui shenunikar. The coin is the uh, same coin. Nothing happened intrinsically in the coin. So even though the government took it out of circulation, you're able to tell the nigzal, uh, here's your coin back. You don't have to pay, even though at the time that you stole it, it was worth something. Now at the time you're returning it, it's worth nothing. It doesn't matter. Since that's not a hezek shenikar, you're able to return it as uh, is. That's a vuna. Rabbi Yudah says, Pesalato malchut If the government took it out of circulation, that's like a broken coin. That's a big shinui. Therefore you kone, therefore you have to pay a coin to the shahat. Gezerah. Oh, so what's the case? They say it's a kafanecha. Elahechi damen nifsal shepesalato medina zu yotzab medina acheret. This country took it out of circulation, but it's still in circulation in another place. So therefore, in such a case, you can give it to the guy. Say, hey, take your coin. Hey, you're right. You can't use it here. Go use it somewhere else. So therefore, it's not considered a full hezek. Because since it really can still be used somewhere else, So And therefore, that's what the guy can tell him. Here's your coin back. Guys, what can I do with my coin? Go, go over there and spend it. Well, you can't spend it. Hey, fine. Go spend it somewhere else. She's not connected. it. Because the coin really still has its value. Oh, so now we're going to start questioning. Where you learned the case of Nifsal is where the government took it out of circulation. Correct? Which means what? And therefore you could say, because it's Hezek Shenunikar, because bottom line, the the coin itself, nothing changed. So if you hold it that case over there, you can give it back. Oh yeah? What about the case of Amishnah? Hare Perot Kivu Fruits that became spoiled. The Yayin means wine that became vinegared. The Chippe Salato Malchut Dameh It's like Pasu Malchut. The whole thing became 
Void, you cannot use it. Uh, vinegar, you cannot have no use anymore. And perot, it's like the malchut. Took it out of circulation. Viketani, mishalem kishanti gezela. Oh, and how Mishnah says you have to pay according to the time of the gezela. So therefore, the chaura, you're going against the Mishnah. By you saying pesalato malchut, you can say arishakalifanecha. That's like fruit that deteriorated. That's like wine that became vinegar. And how Mishnah says. You have to pay kishat gezela lechaura. Ravuna, you are nistar. You are contradicted from the Mishnah. Amar le. So he comes along and says, Ravuna says, Hatam nistane ta'amu vereho. Hacha lo nistane. In the Mishnah, the fruit, the smell changed. The wine, the smell changed. The look changed. Something changed. Physical changed. Therefore. You coin it with the change, you gotta pay Kashata Gezera. Here, the coin is the same coin, nothing changed. So, therefore, you're able to say, There is a difference between the cases. According to you, according to you that learned that when the Malchut takes it out of circulation, that's like a broken coin. Therefore, you coin it if you have to pay according to the Sha'at HaGizelah. Oh, what are you going to do with our Mishnah? You have Tirumah that became Tameh. It's like a case of Psul Malchut, which means you can't do anything with Tirumah Tameh. And what is the Mishnah? What do you mean? According to you... You should say when it's pissed a little malchut. You gotta say you gotta pay court to shalat gezela. Why is the mishnah saying through matim? I can say the shalat farecha. Amale hatam lo minkarezeka. Hacham minkarezeka. Interesting. In the case of tirumah, when it becomes tirumah, you can't tell anything. The tirumah looks exactly the same. That's hezek shenonikat. Hezek shenonikat. No shem hezek. Give it to him as is. Hacham, but in the case of the coins, it's nikar. What do you mean it's nikad? How is it nikad? The coin looks the same. It's different now than all the other coins that are being used. Once already they take the coin out of circulation, now they're using all different uh, bills, different coins. So this coin now changed, looks different. So therefore that's considered a sinuya, and therefore it's koinet, therefore he has to pay according to the sha'at, the mishnah, turumah, the looks the same like regular turumah. So he gave him merchandise. The guy told him, I'll pay you. I'll pay you so and so silaim. Ten sila'im for the merchandise that you uh, that you gave me. By the time the payment came around, the uh, they changed the currency. Those coins weren't uh, you know used anymore, and they used different sila'im. Sila'im hadashim. So we machlok the Rambam Shmuel. Rav Amar notenu matbeya yotzei beotasha. So Rav comes along and says, you got to pay back. You got to pay back according to the coin that's used at the time of the pira'ol. You accepted the uh, Amatbeya, Salaim, you gotta pay back Salaim. They changed the currency, so you gotta pay back the new currency. Go spend it in Meshan. 
which means in this city they don't use the coins, or in this Medina they don't use the coins anymore. But in another place, they're still usable. So he can tell them, listen, here's the coins, but I can't use these over here. It's my problem. Go to Mishan and go use the coins over there. So you can tell them to go to a different place and, uh, and, and use it. Okay? That's the deen of uh, Shemuel. That she says, top line, that's that's Rav Shita. According to Rav, you got to give him the new currency. You said, I'm going to give you a matbaya. This is not a currency. So he says that this is only talking about over here when it comes to uh, a situation of Prakmatya, merchandise. Mm-hmm. But if he lent them money, whatever coin he whatever he lent them, that's what he pays back. It needs to be understood exactly what's the difference between those two items, between Prakmatya and money. We'll try to see a Hiluk in a second. Well, let's go further. Shemuel holds what? No, go to Mishan. Amar of Nahmam, Stavram, Mil Tadish Mu'el, Mil Tadish Mu'el, Di'itna Urha, Lemezal Lemeshan. Oh, where the guy normally has a derech that he goes to Meshan. Aval, netle ha no. You can't just give a guy and tell him go to, go to China. It's a guy that never goes to China. It's only talking about a guy where he normally has a derech anyway to go to Meshan. So then you can tell him, listen, you go there anyway, so use the coins uh, over there. But if a guy does not have a derech to that place at all, then already he's not going to, not going to let him, uh, let, let him pay for that over there. Okay. Because you could say, I told you I'm going to pay you a matbaya. This is a matbaya to a place that you go to. It's not like it's not a matbaya. You, you, you go to Meshan. Good. Eti be Rava Rav Nachman. So Rava is a question to Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman was the one that explained Shemuel. He restricted him. Afka, he has a direct Meshan. But if he doesn't have a direct Meshan, you can't give him the uh, coins. Okay. En mahalin ala ma'ot shenam yutzot. Okay, we have a deen of Chilul Ma'asir Sheni. That's in the first, second, fourth, and fifth years of the Shemitah cycle. Sometimes the fruit is so abundant that you cannot take it up to Yerushalayim. So what do you do? You take the Kiddushah of the Ma'asir Sheni, on a coin. So there's different uh, restrictions that the Torah makes, what type of coin you're allowed to make Halul Ma'asir Sheni in. Anyway, you take that coin, you bring it to Jerusalem, you spend that uh, money on food, and you eat it in Jerusalem. That's the Hadin of Halul. So the deal is like this. It's got to be a, a coin that is in currency. You cannot use a coin that does not, uh, does not uh, take it. What's the case? Look at Ashi for a second. It's got to be a currency in Jerusalem. That's where you're going to spend it. One of the deem is it has to be It has to be a picturesque coin. And the part of the deem is also that it has to be a coin that has uh, usage. So Gibraltar says, Ketzad, Hayula Ma'ot Kozbiyot Yerushalmiyot. He had Ma'ot Kozbot. What is Ma'ot Kozbot? There was a guy called uh, Bar Koziba. He lived in the times of Rabbi Akiva. Uh, and uh, Ben Koziba, he lived 50 years after the Khorban Bayecheni. He waged a revolt against the Romans. And he was a very powerful man. Uh, Rabbi Akiva even thought he was Mashiach at one time. They called him Bar Kochba. But then eventually he was a false Mashiach, and they called him Bar Koziba. Koziba means the, the, the liar. In any event, he minted his own coin, Bar Koziba. Old, old coin. And uh, these were out of, out of uh, circulation already. So if a person found an old, you know, Kozbiyot coin in the, from you know, Yerushalayim, 
So it says, Oshil Melachim Rishonim, all that's from the early kings, and Mehalilim. You can't use those coins. Because those coins are not used. They're not uh, currency. Therefore, they cannot be uh, used in uh, for Maaser, Maaser Shini Hadud. The Gemara makes a diuk. Hashil Acharonim, but if you use ladder coins, Dumyad Rishonim, that are similar to the earlier coins, Mehalilim. What are these later coins that she says? Hashir Acharonim, the Nafkib Medina Acherit. Alright, they, they're, they're used in a different Medina. Again, they're not accepted in Jerusalem, but they're accepted somewhere else. Which means they're accepted, let's say, uh, somewhere else uh, where Balabayat is. But uh, the Pasul over here in, uh, in Yerushalayim, and, and we say what? You're able to, you're able to use it. Look at that sheet, Mahalilin. Next to that sheet, Mahalilin. Ah, Agab de Lette or Haleatam, Bimkom Shiyotim, Sheribrushalayim, Sadik Lelech, Olotian. Exactly, which means this guy over here, he does not have a derech to the place where they're going to use the coins. Let's go, for example, they're using the coins in Meshan. But the guy's going to Jerusalem, he's not going to Meshan. So the guy got to spend the money in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So therefore, Kasha, According to Rav Nachman, he explained Shemuel that if the guy doesn't normally go to Meshach, it's not considered a matbeah, it's not considered currency. But when it comes to Ma'asir Sheni, that even though it's not accepted in Jerusalem, and it's accepted somewhere else, and you're not going to that place, because you're going to Jerusalem, you're not going to Meshan, still we say the coins are viable coins, you can use it for Chilul and Ma'asir Sheni. So therefore, you don't need a derech to the place for the item to be considered a matbeya. That's basically the Amar's question. Amar says, "Amale, chamei ma'askina." No, you know what we're talking about. Bekeshein malchuyot makpidot zu al zu. Ah, the situation is talking about over here where the governments are not makpid on each other, which means uh, they allow you number one to hold the coins, even though you have a meshan coin in uh, Yerushalayim. And uh, you'll be able to spend it, which means, let's say somebody comes from Meshan to Jerusalem, the government will allow you to, to use the coin. So they're right. You have to spend it in Jerusalem. You'll be able to spend it. You know why? Because when the guy comes from Meshan to Jerusalem, he says, oh, you're from Meshan, I have coins for you. Let me, uh, let me do a business uh, with you. And the government allows that. Oh, so that's considered Madbeya. Oh, Elaki Amar Shemuel. And where did Shemuel say that you have to have a derich to Meshan he must have been talking about in a case where the government is makpid. If the government is not makpid, it's But Shemuel is talking about a case what? That where the malchiot are makpid. So if the case is talking about where the malchiot are makpid, and therefore the only way the coin is considered a coin is he has to have a derech to meshan. Hold it. How are you ever going to get it to Meshan? If the, if the government is makpid, you should not allow to have other currencies in your, uh, in your pocket, in your possession, they're going to confiscate it. On the way to Meshan, the, the customs are going to take it out of your uh, possession. So how are you going to ever get to Meshan if the, the case of Shemot Torah where the government is makpid? Look at Ashi. Kishem al-Kiyot makpidot? Ashi says, He has a way to Meshan. With their customs, they check them. Mm-hmm. They're going to take it away, they're going to confiscate it. So, 
I'm paying you back because I know you travel to Meshan. What's it going to help me? By the time I get to Meshan, the coins are confiscated. So what does that mean? If the case is about the milk to Yotam Akpido. So he says, no, not so uh, simple. He can bring it, he can smuggle them in. They really don't check that good. That she says. Yeah, and Meshan, it's not Bahshe. If they find it, they'll be makpid. But uh, they don't really check that much. If he has to go to Meshan, Right, which means he cannot accept, if people from Meshan are going to come to him, he won't be able to use the coins. Because then it's Befereshia, yeah, people are going to see him using Meshan coins in a place where he doesn't belong. Whether those coins don't belong. But he can smuggle them out. Uh, so we, when you tell the guy, yeah, I'm paying you back. What am I doing with these coins? They, they, they took them out of the currency. Go to Meshan. Right. Oh, now you ask me to go smuggle. And it's okay. Put them in your pocket. They're not going to check you so much. But you're right. He can't spend it over here. Because if he spends it in the place where people come from Meshan to him, that's how people see the currency being used. They're going to confiscate it. So if he's still considered, Therefore, I bought uh, merchandise. I pay you back in these coins. Go there. Ah, what about the inspection? Most of the time they don't check you anyway. It's okay, go spend it over there. If they find it, they're going to be my But it's enough that it's not a guarantee that they're going to take the coins away because they really don't check so good. So therefore, you can smuggle it if you don't have to worry about it. Mahalilim. Okay, let's just get terminology. We're talking about again, Hilul Ma'asesheni. Shilkan is Eris Yisrael. Shilsham is Babel. Okay, now what is the deen over here? Look at uh, Rashi. En Mahalilim al-Ma'ot. Shilkan vehem bi-Babel. So you have Mamon of Eris Yisrael. And they're in Babel. So you're in Babel. You have money of Israel. Jerusalem money. In Babel. You cannot uh, make a Ma'aseh on it. Why not? Why not? So bottom line, they're not usable in Babel. You cannot use these coins right now where you are. It has to be Ra'ui, immediately. Babel you have Babylonian coins in uh, Yerushalayim. Again, you cannot use the Babylonian coins, the, 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 the currency. The perot I don't care where the, the, the perot are. Perot don't have to be in front of you when you make halul. The perot we're not discussing, we're discussing the currency. But what's the question? Partial quotation. You cannot use Jerusalem coin in Babel. He hasn't there to Yerushalayim. The guy's going to Yerushalayim, obviously, because he has to make the Hilul. So what do you see over here? So you see, it's not called Ma'ot. Again, the guy's in Babel. I'm using Jerusalem coins. What do you want? And I'm on the way to Jerusalem. So therefore, you see what? Even if you have a derech, it's like it's a Matbaya. Shemuel, your whole deen was, you go to Meshan, it's a Matbaya. I'm going to Jerusalem. No good. Why no good? The khara, the coin should be good for ma'asir. It should be considered a matbaya. That's the question against Rav Nachman. So Gibra says, 
Katani Mihat, we read inside the Gemara. Katani Mihat, in Mehalilin al Maot Shilkan, the Hem Bebabel. You cannot use Jerusalem money in Babel. I forgot this before the Mesak Lehatan, even though you're going to be ending up going there, you're going to go up there. Again, we're talking about over here where he's going to Jerusalem, but they're going to confiscate the money from him. They don't let you take money from one place to another place, therefore they're going to give you a hard time. So one of the cases of the writer was what? If you have Babylonian money in Babel, it's good. What's good? He still like, still can't take it up. Still not a Batbaya. There at least I could use the currency in Babel to buy a behemah and take the behemah up to Yerushalayim. I have pirot. I have a sacks and sacks of pirot. I can't take up the pirot up to Jerusalem. It's too much. Take a Babel coin in Babel, make a chalut, now take the coin, I can spend it in Babel, buy a behemah, I take the behemah, and I'll go up to Yerushalayim, use it for Ma'asir Deshani. So that, that works. Good. Tanya, wait, what are you even telling me that I can't take Babel coins to Jerusalem and all this business? Tanya, itkinu, the rabbis made a takana, shiyehu, what's that bit? Shiyehu, kol ma'ot yotzot Yerushalayim mepnekach, in Jerusalem, they made all currencies acceptable currencies. That all money changes in Jerusalem. All currencies were taken in Jerusalem. Why? Because they had the Mahasita Shekin. So people came from all over the world to give their Mahasita Shekin. They needed to change. This guy's coming with one currency, this guy's coming with another currency. So therefore, what are you telling me, Lechaura? Every coin should be taken in Jerusalem. And therefore, what? Um, why did it say, Velo al Shil Babel Vehen Khan? The last case of the right now was, if I'm using Babylonian currency in Jerusalem, no good. Why not? Because yeah, it's not, the, it's a, I, I can't spend it. Why? You can. Right. We learned that all currencies were used in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So why did the Brayta say, Veloshil Babel, then Birushalayim? That's a stomach question. That's a, not a question against Islam. Well, it's a stomach question on the Brayta. Mm-hmm. So Gibraltar says, Amar Bizra, Lakashia. Amizman, Shiyad, Shiyad. Israel takifa al umot aulam kamizman shiyad umot aulam takifa al atzman. That's a Ginahor language. Which means when the Jewish people are powerful and they're running the uh, government and they're on top, and you're right, then all currencies were used in Yerushalayim, then you can use Babel currency. And they, but when the Goyim would takif on themselves, meaning on us, they don't want to say it like that, then already the currencies were not, they were makpid. And therefore, you will not be able to. So, the Vorite was stated in a time where Yad said was not takif. So, therefore, if you use Babel coins in Yerushalayim, it's a problem. Okay? Now, the Gemara says, Tarabanan, Ezumat Be'ash Yerushalayim. Stop. What did the coin of Jerusalem look like? David Ushlomo Mitzadahad, Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh, Mitzadahir. So, you had the. Uh, it was written. On one side of the coin is written David Ushlomo, and the other side it was written. Yerushalayim ira Kodesh. Then the Gemara says, Matbeyash Avram Abinu. What was the coin that Avram Abinu minted a coin? What was his coin? Be'ezu Matbeyash Avram Abinu. Zakenu Skenam Mitzad Echad. It's an old man and an old lady on one side. That's Avram and Sarah. Ubachuru Betula Mitzad Echad. And the young Bachurim uh, Betula, that was Yitzhak and Rivka, that was on the other side. Yitzhak was Rivka, Zakenah was Kenah, Avraham, Vesarah. 
Ahora de names. Yeah, it just said, no, it just didn't say their names even. It said, Zakenu Zkena. And the other side said, Bahuru Betula. Which is alluding to Yitzhak and Rivka and Abraham. And said, no pictures, just the words. Words on the coin. Baruch Adonai